Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is November 13th, 2023, and we have just an insane couple of weeks coming up. Uh, Full gear this weekend. Uh, I will be at uh, WrestleCade the week after. I'll tell you more about that later on. But also Survivor Series. Lots of good stuff going on, guys. Uh, Make sure you guys check out all the stuff we have at Fightful. We're here Every night from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, ROH, Impact, uh, Dynamite, Collision, uh, all every every damn night for the next like two weeks, we are here on YouTube.com slash Fightful and Fightful.com, as well as audio platforms everywhere, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps us out a lot. Leave a comment below. What was your favorite thing, least favorite thing about Raw? We've got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, how you doing? Yo, what up? Oh, okay. I don't know. I always feel like I have to try to bring yeah, something know. new to the table. So today it was just like talking from talking from the gut. Really, you really know, using my stomach to speak. They say that, you know, when you go places, they say you have to talk with your gut. And I guess this is how you do it. You sound like gender. <laughs> Randy. Randy up here, Randy. Randy. Randy up here. Up here, Randy. Uh, guys, you know, we, it, we saw gender today, so he's relevant. We did. Yes, he is relevant. Guys, uh, get your super chats, your humper chats in. You can do that here at youtube.com slash fightful or humperchats.com. That is our Streamlabs platform. It allows you to leave questions while we're on the air, before we're on the air. Or if you want to leave like a question today for Grapsity on Saturday afternoon, well, that helps get it done. We've also got prediction shows this week with Stephanie Chase and next week, too, I would imagine. 
And uh, as I mentioned, next week I will be at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm going to be doing uh, dozens of interviews along the way. If you have never been to a WrestleCade before, it is something that I would highly encourage you guys to go to. Besides meet and greets, there are incredible shows. Last year, the top two in-ring wrestlers in our in our uh, fan vote for Fightful Select of the year, Speedball Mike Bailey, Dax Harwood took on each other. There was an incredible uh, Briscoes and Kingdom match that happened there. But in addition to the WrestleCade Super Show, you can see Jeff Hardy in concert. You can uh, see the final conflict 40 years later. Uh, meet and greets with tons of wrestlers. There's Ladies Night Out. Just a ton of different things. The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy Live with John Alba and Matt Hardy. A ton of stuff there at WrestleCade. I hope to meet so many of you there. But we're here right now. Get your super chats in. Get your humper chats in. If you like getting those in, but you want more, I got a QA and a on Fightful Select every week. I'll brag more about that later on. Let's go ahead and talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. What would you think of this show, Denise? Hey, you know what? I got to tell you, I thought that Raw started off pretty hot today. I like the way that Raw kicked off, and I felt that they kind of held my interest for a good majority of the show. And it kind of went uh, away a little bit towards the end, but then I came back towards the main event. And obviously with the way that the show closed, I could have thought, all right, you know what? This was not a bad episode of Raw. There was a lot of things that I enjoyed from today's show. Um, KE775 says, who gets turned on first, uh, Priest or Bailey? Well, KE775, it depends on which one takes their bluechew.com and uses the code FIGHTFUL, because that will get anybody turned on. Uh, but I'm going to say Priest. I'm gonna say, actually, I was going to say what? Bailey. Yeah, I'm going to say Bailey. You're right. I'm, I'm going to go with Bailey. It feels um, like they've really been planting the seeds for that for such a long time. It has to be Bailey at this point. Yeah, I, I got to agree. RS sends a very generous super chat. Thank you so much. As the storytelling in WWE is amped up lately. The spotlight on the women has been great. Triple H has gone into mania season early. I wonder if Triple H and HBK have taken time to have a cigar and they reflect on, on how they're running the business. I don't think there's it, time for them to chill and smoke yeah. a cigar. They both seem incredibly busy. It's so wild that the guys that were getting fined and suspended and punished by Vince McMahon you know, 27 years ago are running WWE. And not only that, they're booking it significantly better than Vince McMahon has over the last 20 years. I mean, Shawn Michaels has, has made NXT like a, a cohesive show that produces stars. Triple H has, has found his groove in WWE. I am so happy Vince McMahon is not booking this show or having a final say or impeding on creative or anything like that, because even when Raw is bad, it's better than a lot of what we see. A lot of what we sat through for plenty of years, honestly. Like, let's just be real. But I will say this, though, because you brought up Shawn Michaels and Triple H. I Shawn Michaels in his press conferences and things that he's done with, like, the media, he's been – he has a very good sense of humor when it comes to – when it comes to all of the things that he has to deal with. And he's kind of like, yeah, I probably deserve this. And he has a really yeah. good sense of humor when it comes to that. So it's always something that makes me laugh. 
We've got plenty to talk about within WWE today. Another uh, high-grossing show. Let me see what the internal live event report that I got the eyes on. It is the highest-grossing Raw in the history of the market. You guys can get more details like this on FightfulSelect.com. Today we had the plans for WWE Raw, the match order, a whole lot of spoilers for this show and what we've done for these, for those of you who don't want spoilers, but you want to see like the match rundown, we have divided those up to where if you just don't scroll down, you don't see spoilers. It'll say like spoiler segment, spoiler main event, etc. And then you got to go down below the backstage news segment. But then the day after Raw, the day after SmackDown, you also get to see producers and a ton of backstage news that you are only going to see at FightfulSelect.com and you'll see it first there. Today, I had the Backstage Report podcast. For those that haven't checked that out before, it's about a 15, 20-minute podcast about uh, about all the exclusives that we broke over the last week. You've got the Alex Sour Graps podcast. That, in addition to a bunch of breaking news, drop down that five bucks, that $54 a year for Fightful Select. Yeah, uh, I got to agree with that super chat as well, like, they have kicked it into high gear. They have done a, a lot more and that's with limited resources as far as like Roman reigns and stuff like that as well. So uh, I, I think that they're doing a much better job, but we had the opening segment tonight, which was to feature uh, to, to feature Cody Rhodes judgment or Cody Rhodes war games team being revealed interrupted by judgment day. Uh, usually on stuff like this, we will consolidate it all into one thing, but this was such a thread throughout the show with Drew, with JD, with the tag title match, with the tag match we're about to talk about, Denise. Judgment Day was all over this show again, something that we didn't necessarily see in previous weeks, but it's one of those things to where it's finally culminating. It's finally coming to a head, or at least it seems that way, Denise. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, the way that they kicked off Raw, like I said, I thought they had a really good start to the show. And I felt like it was simple and concise in the way that, okay, we got all the teams out there and the Judgment Day makes it very clear when they come out that they don't feel that they're a strong team because they're a team that was just thrown together versus them who's an actual family and I like that the all the other guys on Cody's team basically said like yeah we may not essentially be like a family like the judgment day but we're gonna set our differences aside and do whatever it needs to be done to take down the judgment day and I like that because nothing's worse than having a can they coexist angle and I most definitely did not want to see that you know with with Cody Rhodes and all of these other guys uh in the actual matchup so even though there was this uh tension between like Cody and Seth uh, I didn't feel like this was a can they coexist type of thing it felt like yeah maybe that was kind of implied but not so not so heavily so I felt that the way that they uh introduced this I thought it was a good uh hot way to kick off the show so I did like the start of Raw and it did lead uh to that tag team match but this ended up a DQ no contest you know the ingredients here, Dominic, JD, I mean, Dominic is super over. JD is incredible in the ring. Zane and Seth Rollins are incredible in the ring. But this was to serve a greater purpose, Denise. The ultimate purpose of this, I think, was accomplished in that it was to get everybody banned from ringside later in the evening. It was to set the stage for what we saw to Drew McIntyre, which we will talk about, but also to help 
JD McDonough seemed like, you know, he had earned it finally. He had earned his spot in Judgment Day to help add some stakes, to help add some intrigue. And this is one of those rare DQ no contests where I think it actually ended up benefiting everybody involved because it advanced the storyline throughout so many plot points. Yeah, and even though like we got like a good couple of minutes of this before the actual DQ, because we've been seeing a lot of these guys kind of mix it in the ring and then later on another version of it in the main event, I don't necessarily feel like I felt like, oh man, I really wanted to see this finish off. I'm good because I know what's coming at Survivor Series and I'm okay with waiting for that. And I know they're going to do the freaking uh, advantage match, uh, which we'll talk about in just a second. But uh with this here, I think the big thing, the big takeaway, and you mentioned already them being banned, but the one for me was um, J.D. McDonough actually earning, I guess officially earning after everything he's done for the Judgment Day, but officially earning his spot with the Judgment Day. And I feel like this has been going on for freaking months at this point. And they really held off on letting J.D. McDonough officially get into the group. So I think at one point I wasn't even expecting him in the group. I think at one point I just didn't care. Uh, I kind of just, just didn't care. So now the fact that J.D. McDonough is part of the group, I'm like, okay, finally here we go. We had a payoff to, to this story that's been going on for months and months and months. Yeah. Um, as I watched the Denver Broncos uh, almost uh, blow the game on an easy field goal. Good God. I got to agree with you. Uh, and, and later on, we saw JD McDonough finally get inducted. And it's something that Damian Priest wanted to do himself. Now, the Damian Priest element was very interesting because he stood up, he said, I'm the leader after being taunted a lot. Backstage, he said, my bad. I, I didn't mean that. However, it's like his teammates looked at that and they said, no, no, no. You know, we respect the fact that, that you owned up to this. Um, and in addition to that, you are our leader for war games. Like everybody was in agreement. That undermines a lot of wrestling tropes and i really appreciate that because you know we've seen that so many times where it's like oh, okay he's fooled himself they looked at it and they go uh no it we we respect the fact that you owned up to this and we that is that is a quality of leadership so i thought that was good it is the the heels making sense and it is a great display of why this group is so successful within kayfabe they haven't let ego undermine them yet. And this was another indication of that. So I thought this was really good. This was a uh, smart wrestling programming right here. And later on, Damian Priest uh, sat there and, and did the thing that he said he was going to do and brought JD McDonough into that group. I thought this, this added and tied up an awful lot of stuff. Yeah, but did you feel like it kind of felt flat a little bit? I was kind of hoping for JD McDonough's reaction to be like over the moon, right? Because he'd been freaking doing all of the stuff for them for such the longest time. I was expecting him to be like, yeah, or I don't know, something. It was just like, oh, you're in the group. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, whatever. It, it, it was very, very flat in that sense where I'm like, this took months of buildup. Yeah. And the, the 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 moment actually kind of fell a little flat there. I, it, I would... I would like to see him crack a little smile, like maybe a little, <laughs> maybe one of those, maybe one of those. I was like about anything. To say, that's edited, right? Yeah. Okay. See, you had to say, you had to ask If Denise. it wasn't, watch, put it back up on the screen. There was, watch, put it back up on the screen. 
<laughs> if it wasn't for the beard, <laughs> I wasn't too sure. Listen, I think he's got short arms. I think that's really is the head's a little bit bigger. He's got shorter arms because like he's not like a short guy. And I've never seen JD McDonough in listen, person up, up listen, close or anything. Whatever it is, guy can wrestle his ass off. Like he's incredible in the ring. So uh who the hell am I to to say that? But uh shout out to the big head people out there. You're out there. You got a big I'm ass. I'm one head, of them. Denise. I'm one of them. I know. <laughs> if I put a hat on, it's a men's large, bro. Oh gosh. Abraham says yeet. And uh Adam Pierce goes at Rhea Ripley as well. During the in-ring promo. You know, I like this. This is kind of like Angelica on Rugrats getting put in her place, right? Like, she thinks that whatever she says goes. That isn't how it goes. Adam Pierce is tired of these damn kids running all over his show. And he's putting them in timeout. So he would be Tommy's dad? Uh, Stu Pickles, yeah. Yeah, Stu sense. Pickles, right? I was trying to think. I was like, Mr. Pickles. I couldn't remember his first name. <laughs> Stu yeah. Pickles. Yeah, he would be Stu Pickles. But, well, speaking of, like, mainstream, we did have him quote a line from Gone with the Wind. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I popped for that one. I was like, oh. That's good. Yeah. Rock hard Joel Wood says, one thing about Triple H is that he stays committed to giving someone time to develop, even if the crowd reaction isn't there. He doesn't just pull the plug if they don't blow the roof off right away. So this is something that we had actually reported on Fightful Select uh, maybe earlier this year. Denise, do you remember when those incorrect reports of like, oh, well, WWE is underwhelmed by some of their re-signings and all that. I reached out to a bunch of the re-signings. I reached out to WWE in the office. I reached out to a whole lot of people. And there was a very interesting method that we were told about that that got relayed to, to Fightful Select. It was Triple H's goal was that he wanted each of these people to be more over every single time they come to a particular building. So the next time they come to DC to this building, he wants JD McDonough to be a little bit more over. He wants DIY to be a little bit more over. Then the next time he wants them to be more over and then more over. It is like a progressive build. And that's something sort of we're seeing where some of the women's matches tonight from, from a crowd audio standpoint felt flat for sure. But we're seeing videos. We're seeing growth. We're seeing the investment put in there because you can point to something and say, well, they're not getting a crowd reaction. They're not drawing a rating. But if you just trot the same people out there all the time, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because Zia Lee and Tegan Knox and JD McDonough, they don't have an opportunity to grow. They don't have an opportunity to connect with the crowd. So I'm glad that Triple H is doing that. It is patience over knee-jerk reactions, which I, I do appreciate in wrestling. Well, yeah, because then when we do get those knee-jerk reactions, it's super obvious and everybody can tell. And they're like, oh, my God, why did they jump the shark on this? Why did they go about it like that? And so I remember actually this kind of being a topic during like the Thunderdome era. Oh, God, I hate to even bring up the Thunderdome era. But I remember it being a thing where uh, during that time, there was a lot of talk about do we stick with the storylines that we're doing because we don't have a crowd? And so we don't really know what's working. And I, I just remember that being like a big topic during that time. And I'm, if I remember correctly, it might've been Seth Rollins. Uh, and I think he did like an interview or something. And they spoke about this. They spoke about, well, we're going to keep doing what it is that we had planned and kind of just go from there. Because if we let everybody kind of decide what we change, 
then our stories are never going to get told. And so it kind of takes away from the storytelling aspect of pro wrestling. It was this whole thing. Um, but yeah, I think there's moments though. I think there's moments where you know that there's changes that need to be made. And then there's moments where you know whether or not to stick to a storyline because there's some storylines that let's be real, they're sure. the shits and they just be going around in circles and nobody wants to have to deal with that. But then there are some that I'm like, yeah, just finish telling the story that you were going with. JM says Triple H looking at the bigger picture. That he is. That he is. Uh, Will Chisholm says, uh, my pitch is for EO versus Bailey for the title at Mania 40. That can be Triple H thanking Bailey for putting people over this year. Beyond thanking her, maybe making up for the fact that she carried WWE during the pandemic. And I mean carried WWE. She was the MVP and then didn't get to do shit on WrestleMania besides goof off for a little bit. She, uh, she tends to kind of get robbed of those big moments, but she always yeah. delivers, though. It doesn't matter who she's in the ring with, but I almost feel like when it comes to WrestleMania, you think of certain talent, right? You think of Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch, and Rhea Ripley. And then everybody else, it's like a carousel. Well, if it's your turn, it's your turn. If not, then it's not. But I feel like if anybody's name deserves to be added with those names that I just mentioned right now, it is 1,000% Bailey because well everybody here knows everything Bailey has done but I always feel sure. like she gets left out of that conversation especially when it comes to somebody that should be having singles matches on Wrestlemania we got Tom Brady saying since men's war game is going to be five on five do you think women's will be as well and who fills out those teams I don't think that it'll be five on five I think the way that they've got it looking right now I think damage control looks unbelievable right now i think i think they look great who do you think fills out the other end obviously shotzi bianca Shotzi's charlotte do you think becky ends up joining that team i know like, a lot of people rumor? were wondering that it was you know a lot of people are wondering whether or not it was gonna be jade whether or not it was gonna be becky i feel like you were just talking right now about triple h and the big picture yes it would be newsworthy buzzworthy to get jade in there because it would be like the moment and i would like it honestly i would like it but again bigger picture may or may not be the time to put her in that spot just yet. So I could see it most likely being uh, somebody like a Becky Lynch who deserves to be in a match like that because how do you just kind of leave off Becky Lynch of a pay-per-view like that? You, you should probably not be leaving Becky Lynch off. Will Chisholm says, if you look at the numbers, EO is a big draw for SmackDown. So for those people who say women wrestling doesn't draw, they can eat that. You know what you can eat? Delicious. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Nutritious Athletic Greens AG1. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Man, this is my go-to supplement, my go-to multivitamin, but it's so much more than a multivitamin. By the way, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. It absorbs a lot better. I take one scoop of AG1 from athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, put it in my eight ounces of water, drink it down, and I'm good to go. I got a multivitamin that, that covers so much, minerals, probiotics. That's why you never see me getting sick. You got your adaptogens, antioxidants, you've got a digestive enzyme. They all work together for a stronger foundation for your health. A free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 plus five free travel packs when you use athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. By the way, it also helps recovery. So if you've had a tough workout, this athleticgreens.com slash Fightful AG1 product is really going to help you out. They've got doctors, they've got endurance athletes, people with PhDs, the professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, David Sinclair, putting this thing over. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That immunity support, that digestive support, that multivitamin, all at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Check it out. AG1. Yes, I believe a lot of the people that, um, that you know, say point to women's wrestling and say, oh, well, it doesn't draw. Well, usually it doesn't have a big fa- or a big lead up if, if that's the case because uh, the right storyline, anything can draw. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Otis. This match humped. They just beat the brakes off of each other. Like Otis is like, I'm going to slam you and powerbomb you. And Nakamura is like, bet, because I'm going to kick you in the head like 72 times. I like their chemistry here. And I'm not typically a big fan of Shinsuke Nakamura television matches. Because quite frankly, they're they're usually kind of uninspired. I enjoyed this one a lot. Were you in the same boat, Denise? Yeah, I, like I, I agree with you. I haven't really been too crazy about a lot of what we've seen with Shinsuke. I mean, aside from that match with Ricochet, I want to make sure that I don't forget about that one. But this match with Otis here was fun. But, I mean, Otis always goes out there and has fun matches. So kind of seeing him mix it in there with Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, they were two polar opposites that ended up bringing something very entertaining to the table. So that was cool. Um, My question is, what are we doing? Where are we going with Shinsuke here? Where where are these promos going? You know, we got a super chat right now where um, Rock Hard Joel Wood says, okay, Sean, dang it. If Nakamura isn't talking about CM Punk, who do you think he's targeting? And Christian Hernandez says, thank you, Sean, for being such a great reporter. Thank you, Christian. Says, disappointed that a punk return is unlikely, though. Well, I mean, as of now, WWE is still claiming no. Um, still claiming no. But uh, as far as who he's t- targeting, I don't know. But right now, the guy's feuding with Alpha Academy. 
Right now he's feeding with Alpha Academy. Like it ain't doesn't seem like he's and I got people saying like who's it gonna be for Survivor series? Cause Call Me Crazy says if Drew joins JD in more games, who joins the babyface team? Who faces Shinsuke? Uh I think Orton joins, but we'll talk about that later. Who faces Shinsuke? We don't know if there's going to be a Shinsuke match at Survivor Series. It's just very ominous right now. But and he's I know talking about someone, right? Because the person he was talking about, he's saying how privileged they are. And I forgot. He's mentioned something about them having a bunch of stuff. And sure. I don't even know anymore. It's, it's all riddles to me now. And and that's kind of the goal. But I mean, right now you got the men's war game. You're going to have the women's war game. Uh, you got Rhea Ripley, Zoe Stark, Gunther Miz. I don't know what else they're going to add there. It would not shock me. I'm not saying it will be that, but it would not shock me to see that be a five-match show like we've seen in the past because the two War Games matches, look how long they're going to last. Like, they're going right. to go on for, for quite a while. I Listen, I, and I have talked to people in the company who are like, you know, we don't really like them ominously teasing somebody when CM Punk is rumored because from what I understand, they're going to reveal... The, uh, another member of war games before survivor series as to avoid that controversy as they probably should. But mm, I just, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, when I got that phone call about the, the CM punk thing, they're like, well, we don't want to set unrealistic expectations. And I said, well, you probably shouldn't be teasing it on TV. Then your announcers or whoever. And they go, Oh, well they just do that. I said, well, you can tell them not to if he's not coming. Like, that's the thing. This is specifically ominous, intentionally ominous. But I'm also like, would they have this guy facing the Alpha Academy? If that was the buildup to, to I don't know. I d- no, I of it. course not. Oh, oh, hells. No, I would be like upset. Like, yeah. t- truthfully, I don't even think like, let's just say. Let's just say that if it was CM Punk, I'm sorry, but CM Punk Shinsuke Nakamura is not the thing that's making me go, woo, jumping off of my seat. Nope, it's not happening yeah. for me. Uh, it would definitely have to be like somebody, I don't know, like a Seth Rollins or someone like that. But I'm not expecting it to be CM Punk, so that's why I kind of really don't care. So for me, I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, well, who's privileged on the roster? What's his meaning of privilege? I'm out here trying to solve this riddle, and I don't even know why I'm trying so hard. Uh, later on. a place that's not disappointing, though. Later on, we see <laughs> Alpha Academy backstage, and the Creeds are actively trying to recruit Chad Gable. And I like that. They, they get along. It's a friendly rivalry here. And Gable's like, no, I'm not going to abandon my guys. New Day pop up. And then Akira Tozawa straight up says he wants to become a world tag team champion. Listen, this segment sucks, is dumb, is stupid. And I love it because Tozawa's just little moves. His little warm-ups. It's his face. I love <laughs> it. It's like, great. This. It's that. It's, that shit kills me. I'm here for it. And also, we may have seen the genesis of a new team. Ivy Nile and Maxine Dupree might they end did up a girl team. Math. Do you know about girl math, Sean? I don't know. No, I it's don't like, know. There's a, oh, wait, you don't see it on Twitter? Like, this is legit. This hasn't popped up on your Twitter feed? No. 
No. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You were probably not following the same accounts. Well, people use like silly examples of like girl math where you come up with some dumb shit that actually makes sense to you because that's girl math. It's hard yeah. to explain. You have to actually see the tweets. Just go on Twitter and search girl math. And there's all of these really uh, funny examples of what it's like to be a woman and the things that we come up with in our head to justify it. And that is girl math. And so that's what they did. And I popped for that because it's not every day that we actually get, um, how do I explain it? Things that are actually relevant on the show. So that was them knowing, hey, this is relevant in social media right now. So kudos to them too for knowing what's up. We've got Orion Ben saying, hey, sh SRS and D-Nice. True sign Vince isn't around. The Alpha Academy put over four potential future story angles. I laughed. I vibed. Now let's see. Yeah, it put over Creeds and Gable, uh, New Day involved with the Creeds and Alpha Academy. It put over Maxine and Ivy. It put over Akira doing what he's doing. Uh, it, it it was very effective. I love when segments do that. Sean Garner says, when will Jade Cargill have her first match? I wouldn't hate her being a part of War Games, honestly. I think that would be a good recruit for them. Will Chisholm says, we might... Uh, have a new women's tag team with Ivy and LA Knight sister who we don't talk to anymore. I would like to see a backstage segment with them as well. Like where they just reuniting. pass by and they look at yeah. each other and then they keep walking. <laughs> I think that would be great. Trey Way says my Broncos just won and raw was pretty great this week. Could we be seeing Randy next week? I don't want to sit here and say, yes, we're seeing Randy next week before, but the way that I was told was that the fifth member would be revealed along the way, like before the day of, and also, I'm glad your Broncos won. I had Russell Wilson starting in my fantasy league. And uh, with the Bengals losing, we needed all the help we can get to keep other teams away from that seventh wild card spot that we're going to try to regain. Hey, by the way, thank you for the Bengals losing this week because they got me one step closer to almost winning in my picks because I didn't pick mm. the Bengals out of Damn. pride. Literally out of pride. I was like, I cannot pick Sean's team. And but right. I almost won, but then I didn't win. So but I didn't well, I didn't do too um, bad in my picks. This I just want to say congratulations on throwing one less touchdown than Zach Wilson in the last four games. You've done great, Denise. Oh, uh, whatever. You've done really, really great. Whatever. Tegan Knox, <laughs> Tegan Knox defeated Piper Niven. Uh, Tegan had Natalia out there. Natalia was very much like, come on, you guys outside and trying to get the crowd to make any noise because they're not, they're just not. And Hey, you know what? You got to put them on TV. You got to make them care somehow. So that's, that's otherwise we'd be complaining about them not being on TV. So I'm glad they're at least giving it a go. Tegan getting the win over Piper. I liked because they have clearly, had an eye for Tegan for the past month and a half between she needed this. Yeah. Between the Becky challenge and uh, the, the NXT title match and this tonight, I thought this was great. And she got a, a vignette as well. The vignette was like, all right. Like I've seen Tegan talk like her, her interview that she did with Brie Larson years ago was so personable and great and special. I see this, and this seemed a little bit forced the video, but her getting the win and her getting the video is a step in the right direction, I think. I didn't get that same vibe. I, I liked what they did because I liked the line where she said that she didn't want the only thing out there to be known about her was videos of her crying. 
because of her injuries. Sure. And it sucks because when you think of Tegan Knox and what she's done so far in WWE, if you're describing Tegan Knox to a friend, the first thing you're going to say is, oh, well, she hasn't really been able to do much because she's been injured a lot. And that kind of sucks, right? Like that's not the, the legacy that you want to leave behind. That's not what you want to do. So she's trying to, you know, change that. And I will say this, I, I for, even though the crowd was, like you mentioned, not really all that interested, I thought this match was fun. I mean, I thought Piper was. was so fun when she kicked out. Uh, or no, she didn't kick out. She had her foot on the ropes. I thought that was a good little spot that they did there. Um, I, I liked that. I I thought this one had a lot of, uh, it had life, even though it didn't feel like it, but there was life in the actual matchup. Mr. Showtime said Tegan had an Athena armband. Was that cleared? I don't, you know, I don't know the, the context of that. There's There might be you know, more than one. So I'll ask. KE775 says, seeing how DIY Candice and Indy are being booked makes me sad. Hopefully they can be fixed. On the other hand, Tegan gaining momentum is cool. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see how this sort of unfolds with DIY Candace and Indy, but Tegan needed a win. Tegan really needed a win to help solidify herself, and uh, she did that. Uh, Denise, I've, I've got questions here. Uh, Sheldon says, says the woman who really picked the Giants over the Cowboys in her picks this week. Was it pride where you picked the Giants with the third-string quarterback? Okay, so like I picked my picks like off every decision that I made was like super freaking random. And there was some where I was like, I'm going to take some risk and I'm just going to go like balls out crazy. And that was one oh. of the ones that I went balls out crazy on. <laughs> but anyways, I kind of I kind of messed up a little bit. But uh, like I said, I didn't do too bad. This was my first time ever making picks and I did them all on my own. I didn't want no help from nobody. I wanted, I was hoping for beginner's luck, but I didn't get any beginner's luck. So that was unfortunate, but I'm going to try again. I'm going to try every single week and I'm going to try to win. And I'm changing my method and my strategy each time. Denise, I cannot believe you picked the Giants over the Cowboys. I know. I know. It was just one of those things. What can I say? Did you see my picks? Like the ones I actually I made? All I of didn't. them? Well, you missed out, Sean. <laughs> I need to look at them. I need to see specifically who you picked. Here, I show wow. you. You'll show me? Okay, cool. Yeah, I can show you. I have them. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very, very okay, interested Okay, so for in weeks, this. this was last week, though. So last week I picked Carolina, Indianapolis, Houston, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, San Francisco, Baltimore, Arizona. Hey, slow, slow down, slow down, slow oh. down. Okay. Over who? Over? Do, do you have them posted anywhere? Yeah, on Twitter. Okay, I'll just go look. Here, they're right then. here. No, I'm good. I'm good, Denise. I'll, I'll go find them. You're you're all right. And and in the meantime, I'll tell people how they can see out of market NFL games without having to pay for Sunday ticket. Thanks to Nord. You've heard me talk about a lot of things at NordVPN.com slash Fightful has, and I'm about to tell you almost everything it has. Listen to your favorites abroad. If you're traveling and you want to watch, listen to your favorite shows, they got you covered. Fastest VPN in the world. You can shield your data from snoops and criminals. So that way your IP address is changed. You can safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, simply browse, and complete privacy. You can protect yourself on that public Wi-Fi no matter where it is. You can secure every device you own on every operating system you own. They also have the ability to get a NordPass password manager. Maybe it's a little more difficult for you to, to remember those passwords. They got you covered. They also got the file encryption tool. That way there's an extra layer of security between you 
and your content. Threat protection, you're safe from disruptions with their kill switch, 24-7 tech support, fastest VPN on the planet, reliable encryption, a 30-day money-back guarantee. You will end up saving money when you subscribe to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Denise, you... Uh, <laughs> you found my picks. You picked the Carolina Panthers as well, I see. Yeah, I was so freaking pissed about that one. Listen, because listen. I was really like, I was going to go with the ba- with the Bears, but then I changed my mind, and I was so mad that I changed my mind. Like, I felt so stupid. Well, listen, I, I just want to say, you called the picking the Giants over the Cowboys a balls-out move. Yeah, yeah, if this were the balls that were out, Denise. Oh, I don't need to see that. There you go. There you go. Shayna, Zoe, Raquel, Naya, trash talk backstage. We get Raquel and Naya la- or next week. Now, this is off the heels of Zoe cutting an in-ring promo on Rhea. And this promo, I don't think, hit great. We have talked about how good she is at media days. I would love to see that translate to in-ring promos. I don't know what it what that will take, but she's really personable. Like She's got a great personality. She is good at talking. I don't know if this type of promo construct necessarily reflects that or is the way to go, but um, it, it didn't quite hit for me that promo. And the stuff backstage I thought was a little bit better with her. What did you think? Yeah, I was going to say, I did like the stuff backstage. I, I liked what they've been doing with her and Rhea. And there was even, uh, what did she throw at her? She threw something at her. She tossed something at her uh, today. I can't remember what it was. But I did like that because I kind of, I think it was the microphone. I, I felt like she left Rhea Ripley kind of, uh, you know, with her balls in her hand. There you go. That's the best way I can explain it. She, she, she kind of got the best out of Rhea Ripley in the moment where she kind of took her by surprise. I, again, I think she knocked off the microphone out of her hand, something like that. And I like that because you don't often see Rhea Ripley in those types of situations. She's usually, obviously, the most like domineering, dominating one. So to have Zoe Stark kind of do that, I liked that. But here's the thing, though, when you talk about her like media events, I mean. That's because she's like super chill and super nice and her character on TV, she's a heel. So it's easy for her to be just herself and be, you know, a, a, a real life baby face. And then on TV, she's clearly like this heel. So I don't know what we're going She's not even she's more of like the tough, tough type sure. of presentation. Not there you go. Let me correct what I said there. <laughs> but Zoe, I will say this, though. Today, even if she didn't, I don't know, hit all the check marks or whatever, I feel like because she's done so well, so fast, I don't mind it. I don't mind if she does. She has one off week. We also had Zia Lee defeating Indy Hartwell. This was another match where Zia Lee finished Indy with a KO. Uh, Call Me says, I hope they give... Uh, Naya or Zaya rather a better gimmick soon she has to look for something she's shredded just look at her on Instagram uh she would kill Who me are we talking about do you say Zaya or Naya Zaya Zaya so we got the knockout again the match leading up to it was like eh it seemed like we were waiting for this knockout thing to happen to continue because now she's knocked out Candice and Indy I'm as interested as what the hell's going to happen with Candace and Indy after all this. <laughs> like, do they get revenge on Zaya? Cause I can't imagine Zaya beating Becky next week. As much as Becky likes working with talent. 
I, I, there hasn't been anything that I've seen from Zaya that makes me go, well, she needs to beat Becky Lynch, especially considering the WrestleMania main event is likely Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley on the raw side of things. How'd you so, feel about this? What we saw? Cause this match is set for next week. Now. I feel like I've been a real hater when it comes to the stuff that they've been doing with Zia Lee and Becky Lynch. So for that reason, I'm going to give a positive today on this. I found a positive. The positive for this one for me was that at least they're really putting over this deadly kick from Zia Lee. And yeah. we saw her take Becky Lynch out from the uh, Battle Royal as well. And now we've seen her take out two of her opponents with it. So, you know what? Given that I had zero, and I mean zero interest in Zia Lee and Becky Lynch, they've at least got from, from me being 0% interested to 1% interested with them building up this whole uh, deadly kick of hers. So there you go. That was my pro. I do not want to be negative about this one this week. Fair. K775 says Becky and Zaya finish up next week. Then more games for Becky. I know you haven't confirmed that. Uh, correct. I have not yet confirmed that. Then Naya. Then another up and comer. Then the Rumble. Hopefully we can start Rhea and Becky. Yeah, it did seem very much like they they teased a Naya Becky match, and I would like to see that something kind of come full circle with that. You can at least make the story there, and it is Becky earning her way back to the title scene, and uh, I, I like that as well because that's something we saw that Drew McIntyre claimed that he was also interested in doing. He approaches Seth Rollins, who is leaving the venue because he's banned. He shakes Seth Rollins' hand, and he goes, you told me that if I lost, I only had myself to blame. And he goes, you're right. I do only have myself to blame. You carry yourself the way that a champion should, and I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to work my way back up. Did you think he was sincere? I don't. He's, Drew is really good at making you believe what you want him to believe. So I don't know if I necessarily thought he was sincere, but I didn't think he was lying. I didn't think he was lying, but I didn't think he was being truthful either. Like Drew's Drew sure. to me. Sure. We'll get back to that in a bit. Uh, Mike the Jeweler, always so generous to us, man. Always appreciate it. Um, <laughs> he says, LOSRS and Hola Denise. Uh, Raw was all right today. SRS, what do you want to talk about? How about CM Punk as the fifth man for Cody's team? LOL, JK, just winding you up here just to support. Take care. See you on Wednesday. Thank you, Mike. Mike, you are always so awesome to us. Uh, one of one of our biggest supporters. Thank you so much. Call Me says Ivy and Maxine would be hype AF. We need more women's tag teams. Akira and Otis would be a great tag team as well. Split the men's belts, please. So I'm okay with them keeping the tag titles together. I just want to see some sort of tag scene developing on each show. And yeah, I think that Otis and Akira Tozawa could be a really fun team. I think they'd get relegated to kind of losing to other teams pretty quickly. But the big guy, little guy team, I think, is tried and true. And I think they would be a nice change of pace from Gable, who very clearly is over in a singles capacity as well, Denise. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I would actually like it for them to do something different. And if they did pair up Otis and Akira Tozawa, I would actually like to see them get some wins uh, just for just for fun. I would want to see them yeah. change things up a little bit because that's what I want to see more so with Chelsea and Piper because I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like they're champs, yet they're always losing. Is I feel like I have yeah. more losses in my memory bank about them than I do wins. <laughs> J.M. Melagrito says, hope Becky renews. I need a Becky Cargill trilogy. I think that'll be a primary goal is getting her re-signed. We got Gunther backstage talking some trash to The Miz while Nikki Cross is in the background just staring off. And Miz is very, you know, he's trying to, to remember who he is, so to speak. He's like, it's so funny because he goes, there's a difference between the longest reign and the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And I'm like, Miz, I hate to tell you, buddy, you're looking at the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Gunther is by far hands like <laughs> run away the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And I know that's this day and age saying that as so many people in the past have been romanticized. You look back at Gunther's body of work, especially what he did on the stage of WrestleMania, what he did at Clash at the Castle, the types of matches he's had, how often they've had him defend it, the length of the reign, the way that he looks right now, if they would put him face-to-face -face with Roman or Seth Rollins, you'd go, oh, he belongs right there. I think he is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Where do you stand on that? Dude, I freaking love Gunther. So for me, I'm freaking ranking him the F up there, man. He is he is great, and I'm a fan, and everything that they've been doing is great with him. Uh, even so much so that I don't hate that this match is against The Miz, only because I want to see him beat The Miz, and I'm looking forward to that. Like, how many people can you say that you're okay watching matches with other people that you're not really too interested in only so that you can see them beat them? There's not yes. that very many people that you can say that about. So for that reason, I I'm a fan. Well, for multiple Miz more reasons than that, but you get me. We did see Bronze and Reed show up uh, in a backstage with Ivar and The Miz. And listen, I love Ivar in the ring. But... How the hell can he roll up to Miz wearing the shit that he's wearing and say, you are a clown. I'm like, know. sir, sir, you are a phenomenal in-ring performer. One of my favorite these days. You are 40 next year wearing that. Come on now. Now, granted, Miz is like 45 wearing a Karate Kid headband. Like, I see the points, but... But he's a Viking Raider, though. What else is he supposed to wear? <laughs> how okay. silly would he be? Okay. How silly would he look <laughs> coming out as a Viking Raider in a suit? I'm just saying, like, they had him scripted to say that. <laughs> and, like, I could think of, like, a million better things that I well, yeah, could say. Course. Yeah, they could Because that guy is on the most insane role. That guy is killing it right now. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad they're keeping Valhalla there, even though, you know, Valhalla, the, that, that situation is a little loud for my liking, but it does add to the presentation and they got her under contract. So you might as well use her, but like, I just want to keep seeing more of Ivar. Like I just, he, he lost the way that he didn't win last week was like, all right, this week Miz won with his feet on the ropes, but kind of feel like they should have just called an audible and had Ivar win and them go full meet at Survivor Series. Because I I think that more people would have been interested in that match than Gunther and The Miz. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. And even this, like, I know why they gave the Miz the win, but I'm like, man, this is why we never progress. This is why we never progress. Why we always go back to the same old stuff all the dang time. Having the Miz win. Okay. Does is it going to make a difference in two months? No. Could this win? Uh, if, if Ivar would have defeated the Miz, would this have made a difference in two months? Possibly. For Ivar? Yeah, possibly. For the Miz? Not so much, man. Like, I'm not going to remember this in two weeks. So for me, like, I was looking at this and going, ah, what a bummer. You know, you've been putting over Ivar each and every single week. I would want him to win over the Miz. But I know why they didn't, because, of course, he has a match with Gunther. So I get it. But uh, regardless, I just feel like this is why we never continue moving forward. Like, you could have had the Miz beat somebody else. I don't know who, but it could have been anybody else. One I did bright like spot. when Ivar just freaking, like, smashed his whole body into the Miz. That was so that's what, that's what I have to say that commentary barely sold it. He absolutely demolished Miz up against those boards. If okay, if I were Ivar, I'd be like, oh, well, nobody's kicking out after that. Like that, that should be his they're getting stretchered out type of move. That thing that's more awesome. deadly than Zylee's kick, man. Yes. And oh, I always incredible. think about this like think about like the precision of having to do something like that and having to like land it. So per like obviously pro wrestlers make it look easy, but think about it. Think if you were about to do that to somebody, yeah. how the hell would you even do that? It's freaking sick. I love it. It were just like flat. That was great. Uh, one bright spot there though. Bronson Reed did cost him the match. Ivar and Bronson looked poised for a feud. Oh boy. We're getting the meat slapping there. Excited for that. Uh, Gunther, uh, as we mentioned, was backstage. He was happy about uh, Giovanni Vinci, who had emerged victorious over Tommaso Ciampa. Was not happy with Ludwig Kaiser, however. Uh, <laughs> DIY feel like they're eating a whole lot of losses, but I do like that Gunther is basically just happy with whoever wins that week. He wants winners associated with him, and if people don't win or they get their asses whipped, he ain't got any time for him. He's not happy with him, Denise. So I will tell you, Sean, out of everything we saw here tonight on Raw, everything, I don't care, you name it, everything, nothing got me more excited than this Gunther Ludwig Kaiser situation where Gunther is officially kind of like fed up. He's fed up. There, there, there's a problem there. There's tension. And the idea of the, seeing these two go at it, and I'm hoping uh, some sort of long feud, I don't care how long, it is the thing that is giving me life right now on this show. Like, this to me is, it's fresh. I know it's going to be good. I'm going to yeah. care about it. It has all the makings of what can be a phenomenal story on Monday Night Raw. So for me, this is the thing that I'm most excited about right now. Even though it was just a little tease, I don't care. I'll take it. It was the best part of the show for me. How excited are you for Indu Share? They came and they told uh, Ludwig Kaiser, hey, you better you better watch your, your next move. And they're just sitting there ominously. I'm not of any belief that this will go anywhere because Indu Share just pop up once a month and then disappear. I was about to say, Sean, 
I know people have this. I have this. Do you know that family member that only comes like once in a blue moon to a random party and then they never show up and you never see them yeah. again for like a couple of years? That's literally them. That's yep. who they are in this whole entire thing. They're the family member you see sporadically. And I mean very sporadically. You're not wrong. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> FightfulSelect.com. Before tonight's show, we had reported that uh, Tavion Heights and Tatum Paxley were uh, at WWE Raw. They were filming main event matches. Uh, but tomorrow, we will have producers for WWE Raw, some backstage news. We are going to be heavy on some AEW scoops this week. Uh, some of them brand new info. Some of them just confirming some things that we kind of knew. I am working on a story regarding who the masked devil isn't and uh kind of who they are under the mask kind of it won't reveal names specifically but it's a it's a useful bit of information for your sleuthing so to speak we got some good stories coming up on that on fightful select some other people that are under contract we had revealed last week megan bain is actually under contract we're going to have some news and some people that are actually under full-time contracts and didn't get all elite graphics as well. We're going to have some injury updates, all that on FightfulSelect.com. It is just $5 a month, or you can get $54 a year. And if you want to go uh, one tier up to the $10 tier, uh, you get all of our interviews and features, early access, including that super controversial article from Molly Bell. Uh, wrestling no, you fans mean from you, Sean, from yeah, you, allegedly me, Bell, from you, uh, allegedly me. I, I moonlight as a gay woman in my free time <laughs> writing opinion pieces for uh, a half a dozen different wrestling outlets. That's what I love to do, Denise. In my free time from Fightful, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Pretend to be a woman on the internet and write for Wrestle In, Wrestle Joy, Slam Wrestling. Uh, all that love wrestling, all these other outlets. That's what I do. But, I mean, it could yes. be your hobby. I don't know what you do when you're not on screen. There, there were some wrestling fans that discovered that, in fact, opinion columns exist. And uh, wrestling fans do have opinions here and there. Uh, Mike the Jeweler says, any update on when where Flair went? I was supposed to, I thought he was supposed to ride it out with Sting until Revolution. Did the bad publicity affect his appearance on TV. What are your thoughts on last Saturday's collision? In your opinion, what can AEW do to get that magic back? I think they're on the right track to getting that magic back. I think a lot of it is going back with what brought them to the dance, which is outstanding in-ring wrestling that other people can't deliver, and then building stories around that. And I think they they have realized that that is, is the method to go. Uh, but as far as Ric Flair, I believe he's set for an upcoming collision. Uh, he's not supposed to be there every week, but I think he's set for well, when they said collision. that he was his gift. I thought he was going to be like joined to the hip with him, like Me a little chain or something. Me too. Bizarro Big L sent a couple says, Denise, Vikings didn't wear horns or crows. Viking Raiders are just as legit as Minnesota for Vikings. They wore pretty plain helmets with metal studs on top. Him wearing gear for Odin is funny considering the crows tell the future and Odin dies anyway. Well, you learn something every day here. On the say, Fight I don't know what the podcast. Vikings wore. You, I'm sorry. Thank you, Bizarro Big Al. He says, tonight is frustrating. Why am I supposed to fear Shinsuke and Drew when they just lost or need outside help? Champa's foot was under the ropes during the pin. Zaya's kicks look great, but the deer blade dance is too much. Just lean into the martial arts. You know what? I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, 
and Shinsuke's won two back-to-back matches though. So I I understand like him at least developing some more some more in that regard. But uh the Zaya kick, yeah, I'm with you. Lean into the martial arts, but I think they're trying to add as much personality and Champa, hopefully that was a way out. World Tag Team Title Match. Judgment Day defeated Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Thanks to Drew McIntyre. Drew That's McIntyre. That's kind of the only thing that matters in this whole match. Yeah. yeah, fun match, all that. But what matters was Drew McIntyre showed up, attacked Jay Uso, cost uh, cost Cody and Jay the match, and then shook hands with Rhea Ripley to end the show. This was the image that they went off of the air with a great image two characters you don't really before this storyline you don't see interact or doing a lot there i'm all for this i'm all for this and um we got an awful lot of super chats uh about this we'll ask Luis to sort of divide them up to where they make sense for us to read them in order but denise your thoughts on this well i'll keep it short and simple because this one here is Look, Rhea Ripley has been, as we know, the leader of the Judgment Day, regardless of what people say. She's been out there making all of these business transactions. I mean, let's not forget the little confrontation that she had with Paul Heyman not too long ago. And she's constantly going out there and trying to make things happen, right? And at some point, you need to see some of those things pay off. And this was one of them, seeing Drew McIntyre turn and align with Rhea Ripley and the Judgment Day. That was freaking cool. But I think the reason why it's even more cool, so not only does it um, basically put over Rhea Ripley as the leader and as somebody who's making decisions and making moves, but also it's not every day that you get a male and a female on TV that are both like big stars on the same page. Like, I can't explain it. Like, just the dynamic of just seeing somebody like Drew McIntyre with Rhea Ripley. And it's not like in a way where usually when we see like pairings of guys and girls, it's usually like in a romantic sort of way, right? No, this is like strictly business power and them trying to, you know, gain some personal gains from it, right? From this mutual uh, alliance. And to me, that makes it freaking cool. So not only does it add like this whole new element to the show, but it makes Rhea Ripley, oh my God, she just makes her look really cool. Yeah, it does. It makes it her look really very does. powerful. Yes, that's exactly what, that's personally for me, the reason why I love this and why I cared for it so much. Uh, we've got some super chats about the match. Tim says, do we ever see the tag titles splitting up again? Raw ones and SmackDown ones feel like it could happen with more tag teams forming lately. If they care about the brand split, I think they'll actually keep them together and that will become the golden ticket to have two people on both shows and uh, make sense of stuff like that. But that's just me. Wanker says, Michael Cole alluding to the first Dynamite by saying Cody had also done some other stuff in this building was so great. That was I mean, Cody referenced it too. He said he had great memories in the building. Brittany Turbo says, first timer here. Thank you so much, Brittany. Over on the Humper chat side, big thank you. Go ahead and get those in, guys, because we are heading down the home stretch. Says, I wonder what Damian Priest is going to think about Rhea's decision to bring on Drew. Repercussions for Damian saying he's the leader. Well, they had said, Rhea, are you working on that other thing? Like this, 
this was something that was very clearly like known about within the ranks of Judgment Day. Now, it's one thing to make that effort. It's another thing for it to actually happen. But I mean, these overtures had been made for quite a while, Denise, because even before Crown Jewel, both Seth Rollins and Drew said, not joining Judgment Day? Okay. Yeah, so like thinking about how, can I just say, I love how petty Drew McIntyre is. I think that was the thing that made me the most happiest yeah. was how petty Drew McIntyre is in all of this, that he's so willing to get back at them, that he's willing to align himself with the Judgment Day and sort of make a deal with the devil. And I guess the devil in this situation would definitely be Rhea Ripley. So for me, like that was one thing that I took from this where we needed this for Drew McIntyre. We've known what Drew McIntyre, this iteration of Drew McIntyre that we've seen over the last couple of years has kind of been the same too. So kind of seen him in this totally different light dang i'm excited about it i am too i'm very excited about it mr stray fires is someone fantasy booked the idea of damien cashing in during war games but would it automatically make it a 10-way match thanks for your work yeah i kind of think it would i mean it, it would be so convoluted to do it then it just wouldn't make any sense that would be so ridiculous that's something wcw How would that would play do. out I don't know. I guess it would become a free for all, and then first pin went. That I don't know. Smart That's a W. Part. That, yeah. You know what? That sounds like a WCW Vince Russo idea. Uh, <laughs> TF says, "Let's say they leave a mystery partner opponent uh, spot open for Survivor Series. Do you think it will be Punk? As it would seem so freaking dumb to fuel the speculation and not deliver. Can't wait for rumors to end. Okay, so let's address that." Mike the Jeweler, and we're going to address it via a bunch of Super Chats. Say It's One says, would it make sense for Randy to join the team since Cody, or, or Team Cody, since Jay is a part of the reason he's been gone the whole time? Would love to get your thoughts. Raw next week in Grand Rapids, same arena Orton last appeared in and lost the tag titles. Rock hard Joel Wood said, if we're talking about Drew's issues with Cody and Jay calling Randy, last time Randy was on TV, he was getting his ass beat by the bloodline. And Mike the Jeweler says, any on serious questions, Randy could be the fifth man for Cody's team. Any news on AEW Revolution yet? I don't have news on that. Any update on the new tag belts? Don't have info on that. Haven't heard a peep about it. SRS, let's get that special project going. We will. I promise you, we will. Um, he says he wants to make me the iciest scoopster. Randy what does that Orton. Mean? He wants to ice out my shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But. Randy Orton. So here's the deal. FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Please subscribe. We've reported just so much stuff about Randy Orton over the last few months. He's been back at the Performance Center. Navigate away if you want to avoid spoilers. Hit the mute button, move away. As of two months ago, the plan was Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre on respective sides. Making sense of that, I think, is a part of the intrigue. Because... Immediately after the match, he hits Jey Uso with an RKO, and it's like, well, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't he, right? He's Randy Orton. He's a snake. He's the Viper. He'll do what benefits him, and ultimately, he will only do what benefits him, Denise. Um, I'm excited to see Randy Orton back because it is a completely fresh WWE for him. Here's something wild to think. We have never seen Randy Orton not booked by Vince McMahon. Oh, wow. 
That's how long it's been since he's been gone. However, this man had a back fusion. We don't know what kind of Randy Orton we're going to see here. A lot of that can be hidden in war games. Uh, I would like to believe that we're going to see Randy as good as ever, but the, the reality is we don't know. I hope so, but that's going to be something that we got our eye on, obviously. Man is 43, going on 44, with a fused back and has been wrestling for 22, 23 years and has missed uh, 20 months. Wasn't it said also that his doctor said that he probably shouldn't be wrestling anymore? Yes, and he was adamant that he wanted to wrestle. Um, so I feel like we should just be thankful that we get what we get if and when Randy Orton I, comes back. I'm glad the man can live comfortably, assuming yeah. that he can. Assuming that he can, because you know, spinal fusion is just a horrible thing to go through. From a storyline perspective, he's there for his dude, Cody. That's it. But he's going to get his, like, with with Jay. And how's Cody going to react to that? I don't know, but I'm really interested to find out. Because this, to me, is the gap that you bridge between now and Royal Rumble season. Two months of Cody, Jay, Randy, and all the chaos going on around that. And Drew McIntyre just sitting back and giggling at all them for you know, going through all this stuff and saying, see, I was right about Jay. You can't trust him. Nobody trusts him. Randy doesn't even trust him. Look at the issues he's causing Randy and, and Cody even. There's, there's an awful lot of moving parts here that I'm very interested to see unfold. And this could add so much more life even to just Cody's story period because I'm 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 really kind of over and done with this whole judgment day thing for him. And I'm excited for this to culminate at war games. And clearly we're all waiting to see where we end up at WrestleMania 40 for Cody Rhodes. And he's gonna have to be involved <laughs> in some good stuff, man. And it's not dude it just flat can't out, be this. <laughs> dude just flat out this. said Rock ain't taking my spot. I respect that. that. Yeah. That Dude, good for him. Good for well, I him. mean, yeah, what is he going to say? Oh, yeah, if The Rock comes in, I'll just gladly step to the side. Like, no way. You can't. Yeah. Like, it's a tough question to answer, but I think he found a really smart way to answer it. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It truly helps us a ton whenever you do that. Uh, if you're watching after the fact, after we're live, uh, please leave a comment on the video. That also helps us an awful lot. Rock Hard Joel Wood says Randy is a lunatic to have his first match back after be a war games. Listen, I know a lot of people think that, but you can protect yourself an awful lot. When there are nine other people in the match, you bump a lot less in that situation. Call Me Crazy says, Natty teasing Zack Ryder. That was very funny to see her dress up as Zack Ryder. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh, it's good. It's good. Jordan Scott says, Drew with a Judgment Day X Broken Dream intro, please. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Well, it's kind of cool to see all of you guys here. I've mentioned Fightful Select. Uh, I encourage you guys, donate to NAMI.org. That's where all the proceeds, donations, sponsorships for my upcoming match against Shaza McKenzie are going to go. Uh, I'm not making money off this match. I would like for you guys to donate to NAMI.org. It is a great uh, mental illness cause that can help out yourself. It can help out, help out many others. Uh, they do a lot of really, really good for people. Uh, Denise, tell the people where they can find you on social media. 
youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I just dropped an interview with Trinity. It is our second interview this year. And it's a really nice follow up to the first one that we had. So check that one out. All of my contents up there. I post every single day, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Mike, the jeweler wraps us up and says, SRS pushed Joel Pearl to all the main channels in the weeds. Listen, I, I love in the weeds. I would be, I'd be okay with that appearing on the main channel more. We do it once a month over there. Does any word on MJF's 2024 contract? He'll tell anybody that listens that it's up. I don't believe that. Merchandise money coming to AEW soon. I I think, you know what? I need to look in. I've, I've got a couple copies of contracts. I can look into how that's handled. It says, Moonlight as a woman. Damn, that's a scoop. Clip that. <laughs> and the Lucha matches on Rampage have been a must watch. Adios. The Lucha stuff on Rampage. Rampage in general has been a kick-ass in-ring wrestling show. Rampage has been phenomenal lately. I encourage you guys to check that out. Guys, thank you all so much. We greatly appreciate you. We are right back here tomorrow. But you know what? If you want to get more questions or statements in, I got a Q&A every week on Fightful Select. And next week, I'm doing a written CM Punk FAQ. I'm going to answer every question from, is he coming? What has WWE told people? Why would they tell a dirt sheet, Mark? Do you think they're lying? Why wouldn't they lie? I'll answer all those. FightfulSelect.com. Check out interviews here on YouTube. Rocky Romero, Hikaleo, Ace Steel. Yeah, that Ace Steel. Jordan Oliver. Uh, who do we got dropping tomorrow? Anthony Agogo, all over the place. Guys, until next time, we're out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.